Greetings and welcome to the manual. I hope all is well and you are putting your best self forward. Um, it's a great day. Actually, like really great for obvious reasons, obviously, but great day as in um, the temperature is nice. It's a nice, nice winter day. I'm not a big fan of winters per se, but you know, I like seasons. I, I, I can't live anywhere where it's just, it's just one temperature or one type of way. I need to kind of like, you know, have this this uh, fluid situation just as we're having in this country right now. Today, I want to talk about something that's kind of intriguing and kind of cool to me. And it's, it's conversations that I usually have with some close friends, you know, every now and then. Um, and it's about the arc of someone's life, the arc, the actual trajectory that you're on when you are kind of cognizant of who you want to be, who you are and, you know, where you want to end up in life. You know, those things are obviously um hinged or anchored to your socioeconomic status, family that you're born into, your education level, uh, where you work, if you're in a if you're a boss, if you're an employee, if you're an entrepreneur. Um, you know, these things are circumstantial and happenstance to us, but um sometimes we tend to kind of get out of that orbit and collide with something else. A uh, great example of what I'm trying to talk about or what I want to talk about today would be uh, let, let's take Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart, two unlikely uh, souls that would ever cross paths from the worlds that they come from, but they actually did at some point, you know. Um, could you imagine like a 15-year-old Snoop Dogg and a, you know, 20-something, 30-something Martha Stewart, and then all of a sudden one day... Uh, either Snoop is watching something that Martha Stewart is doing on TV and it's like, oh, that's cool. Or she's watching, you know, happen to glance at a video that he's in and not realize at some point I'm going to be working with this person. I'm going to be working side by side. I'll be having conversations. I'll be hanging out with and, and acquainting to this person. It's kind of a cool, crazy thing, but these things happen. Uh, we see them a lot in the sports world. Those parallels kind of exist a lot. When it comes to someone basically saying, you know, when I was a kid, I watched this superstar athlete do something. Now I am that in that pretty much conversation. And if it's done right, that person actually becomes a fan of yours. You know, we, you know, we've seen um, uh, Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson where, you know, he asked Mike to avenge two losses for him. One to Larry Holmes, one to Trevor Burbick. And Mike, you know, savagely went out and did what he was supposed to do for his childhood hero. You know, it is it is those things that kind of happen um, where our arc, you know, kind of intersects or bisects uh, outside of what we're doing. Um, so as a kid, I remember my dad always telling me, hey, I gave you my last name, you know, so don't go outside and fuck it up. And I'm like, what does that mean? You know, because at the end of the day, all you have is your last name. All you have is is who you are, you know, until you amass some type of fortunes for yourself, you know, and a name out there. But your name is given to you for a reason, you know, your surname. And you go out and you kind of do things that I come from the era as a, as a kid where if I was out doing something I was supposed to do, uh, a neighbor could reprimand me. And God help if they tell my parents that, hey, I have to talk to your son today. Because then it's gonna, I'm going to get a double, a double down on what happened. So the arc is very important. You know, some of us set out on these journeys in life where we, you know, we have a hard 
coded goal and we shoot towards that goal. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a fireman. And you do everything possible to achieve that goal. But sometimes along the way, you know, things happen and you change how you how your goals go. You change how you know you want to be uh, a great a great example of this is when we go to college. Um, everyone that I know, except for a small f- fraction few, uh, went to school for something that they're not even working in that field for, you know, um, and reason being is that, you know, when you get out of college, the the promise of a great job and all this, you know, money and all this stuff doesn't really happen right away. You know, some of us are fortunate to do internships where you get out and you go right away working in your field or you work in a parallel field or, or, or a subfield where you were trying to initially get into. But then eventually things can come full circle, for, full circle for you. Excuse me. So I always look at this thing like, you know what, who am I going to intersect with? How does my life, um, you know, do that? Uh, I've met a ton of celebrities, athletes, uh, actors, things of that nature. But the one thing that I the one thing that I remember is the people that are not athletes, the the normal everyday people like me that I come into contact with. Um, I've had some some kind of um, strange occurrences where, you know, I'll just get a word. You know how you ask God for a sign? Hey, God, you know what? I'm going through this whatever and I need a sign. Just give me a sign. And some random stranger comes up to you and says something, something like philosophical. And then like they just walk away. You're like, what the like? what was that? And that was your sign. You know, you're now you're on a different arc. You know, when we make decisions, you know, and my dad was a big proponent of this. When you make a decision, it can either help open the door for you or close one permanently for you. And that's based on how you treat other people. You know, we are and I speak of this all the time. You know, the gift of our friendship is just as important as the gift of our time. Time is the most precious commodity to me. Right. But then the other commodity would be how I share that time, who I share that time with, what I share that time on. You know, when when you set aside your day, when you parsing your day up in, into sections uh, of what you want to do with, you know, that day, said day, you you include important people and people that are important to you, people that either impact your 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 life or they don't, you know. Um, if we have a doctor's appointment, dentist appointment, you know, I have a toothache and I have to go see the dentist, uh, me making that, that time to get out to the dentist, to correct this toothache is important because it's going to affect the job interview that I have in two days that I'll be able to speak fluently in versus can't go to the job interview because I have to cancel it because I couldn't meet with my dentist. You know, the arc is very important. You know, a lot of people come into your life and they tell you this all the time where, you know, people are there for seasons and reasons. Never quite understood that. Probably still don't on some level, you know, a season. Okay. Um, I'm a big proponent in relationships that that give and take certain things from each other. So how I understand seasons and reasons is if I lack patience as a fundamental, you know, core principle of who I am, if I lack patience, I might meet someone who is very patient, who may put me off because I'm like, how can you be so patient? How can you not want right now? You know, or vice versa, where I can be super patient and someone is so 
they, they're hard charging everything in life. And I'm like, you need to slow down and like see things for what they are. You know, every once in a while, you do have to blink. You do have to blink. You can't just look forward all the time, you know? So think about your lives as an exercise in futility. Think about your lives and what changed what you wanted to do, whether you were in, in college at the time or whether you were, you know, going for a job, going for a promotion and something happened or someone happened to change the course of of what that is. You know, you met someone. Um, I have a dozen of these examples, right? I have a dozen of these examples, but, you know, a lot of them um, deal with things that I may be overlooking or looking past and not realizing that is, you know, this is something that is very, very important to me in the future. This is a, a key situation that that I don't see right now being fruitful, but in the future I see, oh, now I understand why I did this. I moved to the DMV, <laughs> District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia. Um, I moved here about 10 years ago. This year will be 10 years um, in November coming up. God willing, it'll be 10 years that I've been living in this area. Um, I came here, no family, no friends. Um, it was a work situation. And then I had, you know, people come join me later. But when I first got here, didn't have any, you know, didn't have any outlets other than work. So I would I would go to work, then work out. I worked out a lot. Probably was in the best shape of my life at that point um, that I could remember, you know, other than being like a kid. I was in very good because I was working out. I was kind of, you know, keeping on pace to keep myself busy and, and do that. But eventually I had to, you know, I'm a human. I'm social. I, I need to interact with other people. So um, other than knowing one person that was here, my boy Rob, um, I I met this homeless guy. And it was like a circumstantial meeting. Like I was, you know, typical coming down the street and. They were, they weren't actually even asking for change. They weren't asking for anything. They were just standing outside. And I went into um, a store. I think it was a Perfect Pita store. I think, yeah, Perfect Pita. Went into a Perfect Pita. I think that's what the store was. And I came out, had some change. And I said, hey, would you, would you like, you know, could I give you some change? You know, some money. And, you know, this guy goes, oh, no, I'm, I'm fine. And I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I said, do you want a cup of coffee or anything? He's like, you know what? I do. Can I just have $5? So I proceeded to give him a 20. And he went into the store. I was getting in my car. He came out and he was giving me back like, <laughs> I think like $15 in change. And he says, sorry, I bought a cup of coffee, but only need $5. And I said, no, no. I said, you can keep that. You can keep the change. I, I don't, you know, this it's for you. And he goes, my name is Darren. What is your name? And I'm like, I'm Cleve. Short for Cleveland, whatever. Long story long, um, I started seeing him a lot. Like I would come by and I would see him. And he would never, he just stood where he was, but he would never ask for change. He would never ask for anything. Because I guess he needed what he needed. And he would, you know, do that. So one day I decided to like really have a conversation with him. Like, you know what? Sit down and, and Darren and I are going to talk. Because I'm curious of what he's doing out here. Because he didn't fit the the profile in my mind of someone that should be homeless. You know, I don't know what that is or how that is profiled. But he, you know, very well spoken um, for someone that's been on the street. He, he seemed... Um, 
out of place. Like he was polished. Like he, he just, you know, it was just weird. And I was like, how did, he, how did this guy end up here? And we're talking and he explained about, you know, his life and decisions that he made. And he had a substance abuse happen at one point and it really cost him everything. It cost him his marriage, cost him his, his career and, and eventually it cost him his, uh, his home. And he ended up on, on the streets. And I got a very good lesson from him about life on the streets because you see movies and you see things and you can't really imagine um, yourself being in this situation. But, you know, I remember someone telling me a long time ago, as great as this country is, that everyone without savings, you're like two or three paychecks out on the street. Like you literally can... In about two or three paychecks, you can go down if you lose everything. You know, people that don't really save money. And um, he said that it wasn't like an overnight thing. It, it, it kind of happened over time where, you know, he lost his home, uh, staying with friends and family. And then he started learning some hard lessons about how he how he was, the arc of his life and who he came into contact with. Because people that he said he was kind to, or at least he thought he was kind to, wasn't so kind to him in his time of need. And that's a very true thing because you learn very quickly about life when you're struggling hard. And I tell people the one of the worst things that you can have happen to you is not have the generosity and the dignity and humility given to you when you're going through something. Because some people will lavish in seeing you fall, seeing you down and out, seeing you not doing well. You know, when, when everyone's on social media projecting this perfect image of, of, of life and all this stuff, someone's, someone's watching that post is like, I wish this motherfucker would just, you know, stop. Or, you know, this great job that they have would just go away and get, you know, get them down to earth. And it's kind of a crazy thing, but not everyone, you know, wishes you well wishes you well you know they are they are things that people may have in their heart for you that you can probably not even imagine so getting back to Darren's story I'm, I won't keep you guys super long with this so he kind of just explained to me some of the fundamental things about he learned being on the street and he said this is an education he said you know he, he has a degree but he said I didn't have a degree in street sense or uh you know, the knowledge of being out in the open and being exposed, being raw, being naked, literally naked. Like he was like, you know, um, he and I always get emotional when I talk about this because he him and him telling me this. I was, you know, had no other way to react but to be human. And he said that, you know, he took his clothes off one time to just kind of, you know, clean, clean himself. And in doing so, his clothes were Someone took them. Who the fuck would take a homeless person's clothes? Like, I don't, I don't understand. He told me about the couple of times where he was robbed. And that broke my heart because I'm like, what did you have to give someone that they would rob you for? And he says, you know, if I leave my things to go into a store, I can't bring all this stuff into a store. I can't bring my backpack into a store because I'll be told I can't come in with that. So my things at my my uh, worldly possessions are left outside. And I always think about that. When I moved here, I was driving a, um, a U-Haul truck. 
I was with my daughter and we you know, we're driving down here. And it dawned on me that everything that I owned, everything that I was, everything that I that I have amassed was in this truck. This truck was sideswiped or stolen from me. Everything that I physically own, clothes, everything is gone. Furniture, money, everything is gone. Like I am the summation of whatever's in this truck, you know? And it's kind of like those things. So in meeting Darren, it like it reminded me of like how everything is so precious. Everything is so like, you know what? Like don't take this for for granted that you have these things because these simple freedoms, these simple things, just to go into a store and not be and not be told you can't come in here because you know you smell or you you look bad. You know, you can't come in, you can't, you know, and this person has money to pay for something. But because they're on the street, they're not afforded these liberties. They're not afforded for afforded that. They're he said that they're in, they're the invisible. And when I say about the invisible, I used to think about minorities and you know that. But then the homeless population are invisible. These are veterans. These are these are people that were in society at some point making a contribution. But now they are fighting just to survive, literally survive on the streets. And I asked them. I said, Hey, have you? thought about going to a shelter he's like yeah i've done all of that i've i've done these things or whatever but you know there's a lot of people that are more worse off than me and it reminded me of how my dad used to say you know what someone would rather be me or someone would want to be me at some point even though i'm going through this horrific situation and i asked him i said darren how long how, how long have you been on the streets and he's like about 10 years and i'm like oh my god 10 years that's 10 birthdays 10 christmases 10 new years 10 thanksgivings Right. This is how I this is how I kind of did my math that he was absent from family for 10 of these things, 10 birthdays. No one told him happy birthday, 10 of them, 10 Christmases. No one gave him anything or he didn't or he wasn't able to give someone something. And, you know, we intercepted each other. And then one day he was just gone. He was just gone. I've been like I said, I've been here now since 2011 and I, the last time I've seen Darren was I think around 2016 he just disappeared I don't know if he if he moved away if he went away if he died if he's in prison I don't know where this this man is but in the in the brief time that I got to experience his friendship and I call it a friendship I got to experience his friendship. I was very touched and, and very um, grateful for that because we're two unlikely people that would have never met. And it just happens to, it happened to be when I was coming out of a store and he was standing, just standing outside, minding his business, not asking for anything because we've all seen those uh, aggressive homeless people that beg you and, you know, they curse at you because they're experiencing you know, a lot of trauma being on the streets and it, it is, it is hard, you know, but he just kind of, I feel like God put him on the chessboard that I have his life. I look at my life as a chessboard. I can't even play chess. My sister has agreed to try to teach me one day and I'm like, okay, one day should be someday should be Thursday, whatever I can get my lessons in. But my life is a chessboard and God tends to put pieces and take pieces off this chessboard for me. 
because when 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 that reason when that season is over they're gone and i don't know what as i started to get to really know this man and and try because i every time i would you say to him listen man how can i help you What, what can i do and he's like you're doing it man you're just being kind to me just being kind being a decent human being you know and a part of me wants to say i hope that in 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 the fantasy you know um side of me that he's you know he's living his best life he found a job he found a place to live um you know he's eating well he's doing okay a part of me wants to say that and i try not to think about the part of me that thinks something could have happened to him and you know another arc didn't happen for him another person didn't cross his path to be kind to him to to be the opposite i try not to think like that you know kamala harris and joe biden two unlikely people to become president and vice president of this country you know i'm pretty sure when kamala was in college she never would have thought of even being a state attorney general at some point Unless she probably aspirations to get a career in law or something, maybe that was her goal. But to to attain what she attained today by finally being sworn in is an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing, you know. Whether you were for or against or whatever, it's an incredible thing because everyone has an arc. Everyone has has how their life is gonna gonna be um, be affected. How they affect other people's lives because if you remember in the in the democratic runoff um joe and her they had some very heated exchanges and you would think of the most <laughs> unlikely people that would get together to 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 join campaigns and, she, and i believe she left the campaign left her campaign before um if that things could have really gotten up for her i think she just got out of the race but here we are today it's an incredible thing. Your life affects other people's lives. You know, whether you are a parent, a brother, a sister, an auntie, an uncle, a supervisor who cares that you can get to work because your your car doesn't work anymore. You know, like everyone, everyone that you touch, everyone that you come into contact with. You're in their orbit for whatever reason, for whatever season, for whatever minute, for whatever hour, for whatever day or years. You're in their orbit and then you eventually will leave their orbit. And in the meantime, you hopefully will make such a such a collision that it changes the arc of that person's life. You know, we think about, you know, um, you know, as I was a teenager, I think about the times that um, I had some friends that I could get in trouble with and just, you know, choosing to do homework. So, you know what, man, I would love to hang out tonight and do stupid shit with y'all. But my, my parents, are, they don't play this shit. I need to get good grades. I got to do my homework. I got to go to school tomorrow. I can't cut school tomorrow. You know, if I didn't make those decisions who knows what i would have ended up not necessarily prison or in a gang or whatever i'm not saying that i mean that's being extreme but what i'm saying is that you never know how that's how that affects you how that changes the the course of things people have these 
oh, I had this incredible meeting with somebody and they changed my life. You know, we always think about our lives being changed in such in such a um, kind of like grandiose trumpets blaring kind of way. But sometimes having an accident or, you know, inter- intersecting a situation where you save someone's life or they save your life and then things just change or you have a 30 second moment lapse and then you're spending 30 years in prison. The arc of your life is is very important. It's very important on who you who you arc with, I guess, if that's a word. <laughs> but who you come into contact with, who who shares your orbit, who shares your celestial space, let's say. So I want you guys to think about that. I want you I want you guys to think about where you are in this moment, you know, whether it's hearing me right now or you hear this a day or two from now. Take take a second to reflect about how you got to where you got to, how you were able to, you know, um, purchase your dream car. How are you able to purchase your first home? You know, how how were you able to use your degree in a, in a way that you never thought you can that you can use it? You know, how your health. You know what you know about your health. How that affects your loved ones. How that affects you. great always talking to you guys i love doing this podcast thank you for choosing emmanuel thank you for spending this little bit of time with me hope you have a great day